That's his name. Uh, be seated. Welcome to our 10 o'clock worship experience. If you're enjoying yourself so far, you still have time to text someone and tell them they can get here by 1230. We have an additional experience at 1230. Welcome to the 10 o'clock experience. And I'm excited about this today. God has given me two powerful words, messages to preach to you today. One at the 10 and one at the 12 third, and I believe that God's going to do something great in you. I want you to get your Bibles. I want you to go to Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, and the 11th verse. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. We're going to see what God has to say to us. Something powerful about the Word of God. The Word of God is infallible. It doesn't matter what men try to say about it, what they try to say how books are missing or whatever kinds of conjecture that is out there. Who cares? We have enough in the 66 to study, to learn, and to grow from. And God's word is powerful. It's strong. It's a two-edged sword. And, uh, and God has something powerful he wants to say to us today. In Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter and the 11th verse, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, you know, the battle to the strong. And some of you would usually, who've been in church right a long time, would say, but to he that endures to the end. But that's not actually a scripture. I know, news. I'm always the one that God has to tell you. That's not a scripture. So every preacher you see, they get up and say, give to the strong. To he that endures to the end. It's not a verse. It's, it's what we did. It's in the Bible. But it, they, they, they messed two verses together. And made you think that you were actually quoting one scripture. But anyway, let's finish reading. You don't want that news. Nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill. Look at this. But time and chance happen to them all. I want to minister a message this morning entitled, To the Max, To the Max. Thank you all so much. Um, as, as we've been in this amazing series called Endless, this series has been focused on potential. The importance for you not only to understand your potential, but how to live your potential out. Potential, we found out, was unused or dormant ability or power that God has placed inside of us. Lots of people love to live their life based upon the amazing revelation that they have potential. But we have been making it clear throughout this series that potential does not matter if you don't do anything with it. If you sit on your potential, your potential does not count. There's a lot of potential in the graveyards around the world of people who have the potential to do a thing but never took the initiative to actually complete what they were called to do. Here's a note that I've been giving you all, all weeks of this series, and I want you to write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, potential is crap. C-R-A-P. Crap. Meaning that it doesn't count, it's waste. If you don't do anything with it, nobody cares how much potential you have. And if your religious bones get bothered by a preacher saying crap, 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 crap. It is important that you understand that you've got 
to get into the place of release, re receiving and understanding your potential, but not only staying there, but walking it through. Here's the truth. God wants you to maximize your potential. To maximize your potential. I want you to think about the potential of Jesus, if you will, for a moment. Isaiah and many of the prophets begin to prophesy about him. Far before Jesus was ever born, the prophets arise and they begin arose and they begin to speak of Jesus and say he would do X, Y, and Z. He would accomplish this. This is how he would be. This is how this would happen. He begin, they begin to speak over him. Even David, who, who, who was in the lineage of Jesus, he went before Jesus. David even began to speak of Jesus. Even in the Psalms, we begin to see the manifestation of the Godhead. Even in the Psalms, we begin to see the manifestation of Jesus the Christ before he ever died on the cross, before he was ever born through a womb of a virgin girl. Jesus was already being spoken of. Now, this is why it's important to you. It's the same about you. The Bible said, it is written of me. Let me let you know something. It has already been spoken of you before you ever hit this earth. There are prophetic directions and instructions, I hope you get this, concerning your life. There are understand things that you don't even know yet. God had already spoken it. So it is our job to grab a hold of the presence of God, to get into his presence, to grab a hold of his word, to get into his word and find out what has God said about me. And once I understand what he said about me, here it is, it's my job to walk it out. Here's the key. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to create the plan. You just got to walk the plan out. Hello, friends. You, you, you don't have to come up with the next steps. If you See, what man does is that man refuses to put the effort forward of understanding and connecting with God so we create our own plans. We, we create our own system of doing things, and then when it doesn't work, then we pray. Why y'all looking at me like that, like you don't know what I'm talking about? Uh, after we have tried our best and did all of this stuff that God never told us to do, all of a sudden we become people of prayer. God, if you fix this, I promise I'll never do that again. <laughs> we just lying. We did the same thing later on. Why y'all act like you don't know what I'm talking about? How many of you have told God that you weren't going to do something that you went right back and did? Don't lie in here. Amen. I just wanted us to realize we're among friends because some of us in here acting, you know, got your religious face on today and I need you to fix it. We are, we, are, we are a church. If you've never been here before, that keeps it all the way real. And one of the things that you've got to understand is that none of us are here today because we're perfect. We're here today because we need Jesus to perfect us. Because the truth of the matter is we are all all of us are jacked up. I mean, everyone, including the man with the mic, are going through a process. All of us have something that we're working on. Christianity has never been about arising to an occasion or coming to an arrival point. Don't let religious people who've been walking with God supposedly all of these years start making you feel like God is looking for you to align with perfection. He just wants you to be willing and repentant. He wants you to be repentant and willing and to be able to take the steps and God will take you to where he wants you to take where he wants to take you. So we got to find out what is the idea that God has for me? What's his plan for me? Once I know the road map, it's my job to simply walk it out. It's to walk it out. And to walk out the idea that God has for us. We use it, we say words like purpose and destiny. In order to work, walk out like purpose and 
destiny. These are, you know, uh, uh, real, real words that we kind of just thrown around over the years. Your purpose, I get it. W w in order to do that, we've got to operate by faith. Are you catching this today? I, I, it's important that you get, understand this. Listen, the Bible said over and over, it's impossible to please God. What? You got two people read the Bible, I see. It's impossible to please God without faith. So if you're not operating in your faith, it is not pleasing to God. Are you understanding that? That's the communication there. God is well pleased when we're walking by faith. Mm -hmm. And faith is not faith unless you bust the move. Faith is not faith unless you bust the move. It, 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 faith, Bible says faith without works is dead. So it's not faith if you're standing still. It's only faith if you're walking the road map. Are you understanding this today? So you're not, you're not a good Christian because you came here. What actually shows the aspect of how, how committed you are to God is what you'll do when you walk out of these four walls today. I, I know. Just give the person next to you, just give them a hand for coming to church today. Just give them a hand. Just clap your hands. I mean, just look at you. Look at you looking like yourself. Like that, that's amazing. I'm so happy that you're here. I really am. And I'd like you to come back next week and invite a friend. I mean, I'm really happy that you're here. But what I really want to know, and I would not be a good pastor if I didn't have you focus on the future. We are our future-focused people. That I'm living today to get the instructions so that I can walk out and bring what God's intention was over there and bring it into my now. Did you catch what I said to you? So there's six principles that I want to give you to maximizing your potential. Six principles that I want to give you to maximizing your potential. It is important that you grab this today. Are you ready? The first thing that I want you to understand that's going to help you to maximize your potential is this. You've got to handle little well. Handle little well. You're not, you're not, you're not showing you how amazing you are when you have much. It doesn't show your skill when your bank account is filled. It doesn't show your ability to trust God when you're just surrounded by a whole bunch of people. What makes you different, because what I need you to get even in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, our text today, is saying, hey, nobody gets anything special. That's what the scripture is trying to communicate in Ecclesiastes 9 to chapter 11. Because a lot of people think, verse 11, people think that certain people have success or the fulfillment of destiny because something special happened for them. Right? So we'll look at people, and you can, you can act like you've never done this before if you want to, but we'll look at people and see their success and be like, well, that's because they had a rich daddy. Y'all want to fake today? Okay. Uh, we, we'll, we'll look at, you know, uh, your friend, uh, homegirl gets married, you'll be like, that's because she's loose. Right? She twerks a lot. That's why she got married. And I'm a holy girl. I don't twerk. You know? So we come, it's all right to smile in church, by the way. It's, it's really okay. God's okay with it. Um, and, and, and so we come up with all of these reasons. And, and what Ecclesiastes 9 is in 11 trying to tell you, forget all of that. Time and chance was given to you, you, and you. The question is, what are you doing with time and chance? Woo opportunity is standing right in front of you. Many of us are standing at the door of opportunity, but refuse to open it. 
We're standing there. The door is there. The knob is there. We won't touch it because we're afraid of what's on the other side. So we decide that we will remain here. But you, in the journey to fulfilling your potential, have to understand how to handle little well. Matthew chapter 25, verse number 23 says, His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. How are you handling the little? I know you're praying for more. But here's my prophetic word to you. More's not coming until you match your management of little. You can fast pray. You can you can pray in tongues all you want. But if you don't begin to match your management of little, more is not coming. It's a kingdom rule. You can't pass it. And I know you want to think that Jesus is so gracious and he just loves you so much that he's going to skip over his, his mandates and principles just for you. But the truth is the kingdom principles are the kingdom principles. If you don't handle little well, you do not Qualify for more. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's bring it to everyday life stuff. You ready? If if you if you and I told you before, if you if you keep a filthy car right now, y'all see, I always got to bring it right to your street. You understand me now. You with me now? If you keep a filthy car, why are you praying for God to give you a brand new one? Huh? If you let your oil run out and then pray for miracles, you didn't manage what he gave you. And then when, you're, when, you're, when, you're, when your engine is clocking and making all that noise, you come the saints, come on, pray, saints. No, that's not a pray, saints situation. If you would have managed it before, can I tell you a secret about my marriage? Ask the question. Can I tell you a secret about my marriage? Yeah. Awafa is one of the most amazing people. She carries wisdom beyond me and beyond our age and beyond much. The woman is amazing, right? One of the things that happens is that we could be in a current situation, right? The situation is done. It's finished. We've already done whatever it is. My wife will take me back to point A. You'd be like, well, if you had simply done X, Y, and Z, you would not be at point B. Can I be honest? As extra questions, I've been rude. Uh, there's, there's, there's times where that used to irritate, I won't use the words, out of me. Because I'm like, well, it's done, mother. <laughs> it's, I mean, what is there to talk about? I mean, why are we still in discussion about this thing? It's over. And the concept has always been, Sherman, you've got to back up and figure out how you got there. Because if you can figure out how you got there, then you don't have to repeat the same thing again tomorrow. See, this, y'all, y'all trying to fake like y'all already got that figured out. Some of you, the reason why you're not maxing your potential is because you won't go back and pay attention to the journey to make sure that you don't repeat the same mistakes again. We need to talk about what happened at point A so that we don't keep coming back to point B. 
sermon you preaching. Thank you, man. How am I handling little? How am I handling little? Okay? Little is an opportunity for growth and maturity. Write that down. I said write that down. Growth is an opportunity. Okay? Little is an opportunity for growth and maturity. And you've got to see it that way. When, you, when your resources are limited, it's an opportunity for you to be able to learn and be creative, take it to the next level. People used to tell us when we first started um, um, this church years ago, the, the Lord, the people began to ask us, how do y'all do? Which y'all are so creative. And we used to tell them, we ain't no money. Why y'all acting like y'all know what I'm talking about? So we had to come up with creative ways to reach our community because we didn't have nothing. And a lot of times when people don't have anything, they sit. But that's not time to sit. It's time to get up. It's time to get to work. It's time to let the creativity of God rule through. Look at your neighbor and say, how are you handling little? If you're going to maximize your potential, you got to handle little a whole lot better. Stop complaining about little and let little work for you. While you're sitting there complaining to God, God is like, you got everything you need, man. I know that everybody else had a whole bunch more in order to do, but what I'm trying to work in you doesn't require that. All you need is this little and some faith. All you need is this little and some belief. All you need is this little and some hope. And if you would just handle the little, I'll make you ruler over more than you've ever understood in your life. I got a word for you. God wants to give you more. But he wants to bring you to the realization that you got to change your management. The devil is not actually involved in most of your holdups. If you didn't hear nothing I said today, I want you to hear what I just said to you. The devil is not involved with most of your holdups. Most of everything that's held up in your life has nothing to do with hell. I know you Hell don't have to work. You work hard enough to keep yourself in a cycle. Hell sits back and claps. They're like, I mean, my God, there they go again. I mean, look at this. I mean, amazing. Are you getting this? I got a lot more principles to give you. Here's principle number two. You've got to practice diligence. You got to practice diligence. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 29 talks about being diligent. And the dictionary meaning of the word diligent is constant in effort, <laughs> being attentive and persistent in the pursuit of accomplishing something. Right? So that means I, I'm, I'm going to stay at it. 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 It doesn't matter that it's not producing it yet. If I stay at if I remain diligent, I'll get to the place God wants me to get. I'm not clocking God. Uh-oh, you hear me? I got to stop clocking God. I got to stop clocking God. God is not commanded to work inside of your time and space. He created it. He doesn't have to obey it. So whatever schedule you've been clocking in your head, God don't have to submit to you. You submit to God. 
So look at somebody and say, stop clocking God. Stop clocking God. Right, right, right. Because a lot of times our timing is off. You understand? So we're like, God, I need this now. And God's like, really? You're like, God, I need this now. Right? Can I be honest with you? I ask you a question. Uh, and, and so with certain things in my life, I have to work on my patience. Okay? I'm a boss. So when I tell people to move, they move because I'm a boss. Hello? Um, so I'm not talking about that because some of the people that work for me are around me. They'd be like, yes, get something. No, do your job. Um, here it is. Secondarily, I just wanted to cut it off before anybody say any amen to my impatience. Um, but there's stuff that I like and I want, and I just want it now. And it doesn't, and, and it's not always stuff that I should have now. Are you getting this today? Uh, uh, I'll even talk to you. I, even with the clothes of the building, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And they're like, oh, it's more paperwork. And so I'm like, I am ready now. You understand me? I, I didn't even want to wait for the monies to be deposited. And, uh, PJ was like, would you calm down? I was like, when the monies is going to be deposited into the church account so we can close on the building? She's like, Reverend, we got the money. I don't care. I want, I want to close now. Now you can look at me like that and judge me if you want to, but there's some of you in here right now that are the same way, that you don't have any patience. You are over there clocking God, trying to get God to move at your pace, but what I found out in every delay, a lot of times God is in it. You'll find deity in delay. I said it. You'll find deity in delay. You'll find God in the holdup. You'll find, because oftentimes God was protecting you from something, and that is why he did not give it to you as fast as you want it. You got to practice diligence. Can you be persistent? Can you stay with the thing? Can you stay in there with it? Or at the first sign of irritation, you out. That's how we know many of us are not qualified for high-level leadership. You just need to manage that apartment in them roaches. Because the reality is, you are not ready for the real world. Are you getting this this morning? Stay at it. Stay at it. Stay at it. Stay at it. I don't care who's passing you. Stay at it. Stay at it. I don't care how fast they're getting there. Stay at it. Stay at it. Doesn't matter what's happening on the left or the right. Stay at it. Doesn't matter the noise of your family. Stay at it. 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 Just be diligent in following God. Stay at it. Don't you let people around you trip you out. We coming upon the holiday season. And when people are, when you, my, my, my unmarried people and the people start asking you, when you going to get married, ask them, when you going to get your life together. I don't care who they are. Tell them I said it was all right. Okay, so I don't, I don't care who it is. When are you going to get married? When are you going to have some babies? When are you going to get some money? When are you going to stop being poor? When you figure that out, then you can come talk to me about my marriage or my babies. Do not let people push you. Stay diligent on the journey. 
Are y'all hearing me today? Just stay focused. My unmarried people, just stay focused on Jesus. You hear me? Just stay focused on the Lord. Keep pressing into your destiny. Your spouse and what God has for you is found inside a purpose. Just stay right there. Number three, I got to move. It's number three. Use failure as a bridge. Did you hear what I said to you? Use failure as a bridge. Come on, you better enjoy this halfway Joel Osteen teaching today with these points. Use failure as a bridge. Proverbs chapter 24, verse number 16, part A. The Bible says, for a righteous man fall seven times. But the key is, is that they rise again. Okay, okay, okay. So, 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 so me failing, me messing up, me thinking I was going the right direction, but maybe I wasn't, or maybe I was going the right direction, I just need to tweak my process. Because sometimes we think it didn't work because I wasn't supposed to do it. No, it didn't work because you had not tweaked your process. You had not gotten your process to the level that it needed to go. So when you fall, it's not the trip out. It should not be that I'm just going to sit here and be like, oh my God, look at this. Oh, my, oh my, what am I going to do? Oh, God. We stay there 24, 48, 72 hours, years, tripping about how we failed. How we messed up. Learn from the failure. Lay that doggone failure out. Walk across that thing like watch me work. <laughs> you hear what I said to you? Lay that failure out. Look at it too. And don't be silent about it. I talk about my failures. You, know, you ain't going to ever have to say nothing about me. Because I'm going to make sure you already know before you have anything to say. I'll talk about my own failures. And I'm going to use them as a bridge to get me cross to purpose and destiny. I don't know where you've been stuck at. But I've got a prophetic word for you. God's ready for you to move. I said he's ready for you to move. He's ready for you to go to the next level. He's ready for you to fulfill purpose. Use failure as a bridge. Get up out of there and go where God told you to go. Here's number four. Here's number four. Here's number four. Here's number four. Stop procrastinating. As a prophet, yeah, they do exist. As a prophet, they do exist. Check Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Check the whole New Testament. Prophets do exist, and they don't tell you your address and your telephone numbers to get money out of you. But the Bible says that prophecy comes to edify, means to build you up, comfort, help you through hard times, exhort, take you into the place where God told you to be. Yep, 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 yep. I'm pro all prophets don't have staffs and long beards. Some of them wear skinny jeans and, uh, and uh, you know, nice tennis and a nice Zara jacket. So, you know, we, we, we just... Prophet I am. And, and this is what I want to tell you this morning as God's prophet to your life, at least for the next few minutes, even if you don't go here, for the next eight minutes, I'm your prophet. Listen to this. Here's the word of the Lord to you, is that you've got to stop procrastinating. You've got to. Listen, if you don't get nothing else, you've got to stop. 
Because you're always saying that you're going to, and you don't. Oh, my God. Why are you? Come on. I'm with you. I was supposed to go to Home Depot yesterday to get some wood for a project in my house. Did I? No, I did not. Well, she asked me yesterday, when are you going to do it? Uh, tomorrow. She had asked me the day before, when are you going to do it? Tomorrow. And I have yet to allow tomorrow to come. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? And I have not yet done the part. I have not seen Home Depot. I didn't even drive by Home Depot. Are you understanding me? I have procrastinated this project, but I am not the only one. There are people in here that you've been waiting and holding up, and you got a mess of excuses. But let me tell you, there's somebody waiting on you to walk in purpose. There's somebody waiting on you to walk in your power that God has put inside of you. Stop making the earth wait. Hit your neighbor say, move, man. Listen to this. Listen. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. I'll be out of your hair in seven minutes. Here it is. Proverbs 13, verse 4. The soul of a lazy man. Soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. A lazy man, he desires a whole bunch, but don't have nothing in their hand. Ooh, are you in here today? But the soul of a diligent shall be rich. Don't tell me that God don't want me to be welfare. I don't care what you say. Poverty only says that foolishness. God wants each and every one of us to live in whatever wealth is for us. I'm not saying that all of us will be millionaires. I told you if you were here on Wednesday night, some of you going to be 100,000 there, some of you going to be 1,000 there, 100 there, whatever it is. But God wants you to have whatever you're supposed to have to fulfill your destiny. God wants me to be wealthy. He wants me to prosper even as my soul prospers. And I refuse to be poor because you like to be poor. I'm not going to be rich in money. I'm going to be rich in relationships. I'm going to be rich in connections. Come on. I'm going to be rich in influence. Come on. That I walk in buildings and people begin to shift. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That I walk in rooms and people be like, okay, what's on the plan? What does God want to do? What does God want to say? You ought to have that kind of power on you. That you don't got to walk in a room and say, to make some changes. Pray at home for sure. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm not shading it. I'm a fool of the Holy Ghost and this is a Holy Ghost church, so I'm not shading it. But you've got to be ready to come to the scene and do what God called you to do and you're not going to have time to stir yourself up in the spirit. you got to walk in the room and your influence shifts the whole room. Rich in influence. I walk in rooms. I don't have to say who I am. People know I'm somebody. walked in rooms and I've caught people whispering saying who's that why because when you have real authority influence you don't have to throw it around it just works I was just telling a couple of this the other day I said listen to me if, if, if you got authority husbands you don't have to have to say I'm the man if you got to say you're the man you're not the man Are you getting this today? So I just need you to stop procrastinating because the procrastination is really, is really the fulfillment of your laziness. 
And I know you're trying to blame everything else on why you're not doing it, but you're just lazy. You didn't need to come here for a nice little just shot in the butt to get you the week. No, you need somebody to be real with you today. You are lazy. And that's why you don't have the wealth you're supposed to have. That's why your family is still wanting. This is not condemnation. This is conviction. See, when God convicts us, he gives us the grace to change. Right? Right? So what we're doing today is we're receiving this, and we're like, okay, what do I need to change? I'm going to apply this today. I'm going to apply this tomorrow. What do I need to change? How do I go to the next level? Here's number five. Build the right circle. You want to max potential? You want to max potential? You want to max potential? Get around the right people. <laughs> Sometimes you got to invest in getting around the right people. Sometimes you got to pay to go to a conference somewhere just so you can be at the table and in a room. But in the name of all things, give me the hookup. We don't want to pay for nothing. I have never seen such a people in my life that want, claim they want the next level but refuse to invest in the next level. My God, it amazes me. And it proves to me the spirit of poverty that I'm after. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on like a rant. I'm on a ranting rage to get after the spirit of poverty. Because you get to a place and you're not willing to invest in yourself because if I invest in this, I don't know how I'm going to take care of this. And what you're missing out on is that when opportunities are in front of you, you never miss an opportunity. You never dishonor an opportunity. You never sit back and say, oh, I can get that later. You've got to apply yourself in the situation, put the money in, and do what you have to do. Now, some of you is going like this, but if I can get just five of y'all to get today, that it's time for you to start investing in yourself at another level, Listen to me. Let them brows go ragged and go to a conference. Because if you go to a conference, you don't need the immediate now of the brows. You'll be able to buy you a whole brow company. You investing in the wrong stuff. Invest in your next level. Invest in putting yourself in certain arenas. Being at certain tables. And know how to be there. To network, you don't have to always show up and say anything. I'm running out of time. Sometimes when you need to really network, you just show up and be a fly on the wall. <laughs> I've gotten in certain rooms, and I just sit back like I don't know nothing. What am I doing? I'm learning. Okay, I don't got to prove to you who I am. No, I'm learning. I'm gaining. And after a while, somebody will say, well, what do you think about it, Sherman? And I share what I share, and they're like, oh, just like Jesus was in the temple. Like, who is this that speaks all of this, right? Because I don't have to fight for the right to be heard. Your mama didn't let you say anything when you were a kid, and so now you are 25, 35, 45, fighting for somebody to hear you. Get in the room and shut up. You hear what I said to you? Invest in being in the same space. Here it is. Build the right circle. So you got to be able to, to change those who are around you. I know. Don't sound like the Christ-like thing. But if your circle is not a strong circle that's going the same direction as you, why are you around them? We can be cordial. 
But you're not going to be the, the circle that surrounds me for my destiny. It's not just that people, because people are like, well, you can't judge people where they are right now. I agree. But really look at how long your friend has been there. I checked the space around me to find out, can you handle the kind of talk I talk? If you can't handle my kind of language, you can understand that. I'm talking about property. I'm talking about changing the world. I'm talking about how to affect systems. I'm talking about how to raise up world changes and to strategically send them into different spheres of influence and to make sure they know their destiny so we can actually change society. If you don't know that kind of stuff, you're looking at me like, man, I just want to wash my butt. I don't even know. I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm just trying to keep my drawers clean. Check your circle. Here it is. Because your circle will influence how you see yourself. Write it down. I said your circle will influence. I'm just aggressive. Don't be afraid, visitors. Uh, your, your, your circle will influence how you see yourself. Right? Because when you come in, and let's say you're not feeling it today. You're like, I'm not feeling like a world changer. I feel like a loser today. I got to have people I can talk to and tell me, you know what? You acting like a loser. Not just telling you, you can do it. Because you think that's a good friend. You can do it, Susie. I believe in you. No, I don't need you to just tell you you can do it. I need to tell you that you're acting like a punk today. Snap out of it. See, that's the kind of friends I need. When I'm acting a fool... Time is of the essence. The earth is groaning and moaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. I don't need nobody to pacify me. I need people around me that are going to say, Dumas, you are not thinking straight. Get out the bed and get to work. There are people waiting on you. That's what I found out why people don't sometimes don't like to be in the close vicinity of Dr. Jaquette and I because they know, you know what, I don't care about your excuse. So they'll even tell another pastor about their whereabouts before they say anything to us. Because they know, they might, they might let them get past, but they know on the phone with me, I'm going to say, you said what? Your toe hurts? Is that a real thing? I have a cough? Is that, you're like serious? You're not going to show up for purpose because of a cough? What you think about our president? Just say what you will. I don't care about your opinion. Our president, current one, former one, the next one. How many days do you think they get the opportunity to not show up to the Oval Office? But you haven't seen the power, keep your focus, you have not seen the power of who you are. That if you don't show up to your spot or you don't show up to where you are supposed to be, something is not going to happen right. Something weighs in the balance. Come play something softly for them, please. It's important for you to understand that God wants you to show up and get the job done. Did you hear what I said to you? Here's my last one. Um, let grace do its work. Bible says, God's grace is sufficient. What is grace? Write this down. God's divine ability to do a thing. What is grace? God's divine ability to do a thing. For whatever God has called you to do, he gives you grace for it. Okay? So, I, 
I mean, I preached you now into an introspective look. And some of you are sitting here like, I suck. <laughs> like, this Jesus. Thanks, Apostle Sherman. I just suck. No, no, no. That's not the point. Let grace do its work. Let grace step in. Grace doesn't just cover. That's what I need you to get. Grace empowers. And most of us have only used grace as a covering. And never an empowerment. I could just run in here. We've used grace as a covering. Just grace, please cover me. Cover how, how stupid I am. <laughs> cover the dumb stuff I've done. And God's like, I don't just want to cover you. I want to empower you to change. What if you left here today? What if you left 2050 Pacific Street inside of this makeshift auditorium, turned it to a church, and you leave out of here and say, I'm actually going to do something different? What if you leave out of here? You're like, you know what? Everything's going to change because of one decision. <laughs> one decision to be able to go in a different direction than what I've gone in. Here's my word to you today. It's time to max your potential. <laughs> it's time to max it out. It's time to max it out. No longer sitting on it. I don't care if you're an artist. I don't care if you're a business person. I don't care if you're an educator. I don't care if you work at McDonald's. If you work at Burger King, wherever you work, wherever your purpose lies, wherever space you're in right now, it's time to max it out. Max it out as a mother. Max it out as a father. Max it out as a sister. Max it out as a brother. Max it out as a friend. Max it out. Max your potential out. And be the best you that you can be when you show up on the scene. I'm not going to any longer rely on God to cover up my unwillingness to walk in self-discipline. Time and chance has been given to all of them. What are you going to do with it? Lift your hands. Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that you're changing lives, not only in this building, but the people that are watching online right now. You're transforming their mindsets. You're bringing us into, hallelujah, into the understanding of what you've called for us to do. No longer will we be held out. No longer will we be held back. Or we're going to push forward. We're about to max out our potential. I'm going to give you about 160 uh, seconds to open your mouth and just worship the Lord. Come on. Just take a minute and just worship the Lord. The realities of your purpose, the realities of your destiny is about to descend upon you in the midst of worship. You're about to understand at another level level who you are. You're going to understand at another level of what he's called you to do. Come on, if you got to worship in you, just open your mouth and feel this place and allow for the grace of God to come on you. I said grace is coming on you. I said grace is coming on you. I said grace is coming on you. You will fulfill what he called for you to fulfill. You will walk in the place he's called for you to walk. It's time to max it out. It's time to max it out. It's time to max it out. Let him do it through you. Let him do it through you. Father, use me. Use me. Use me. Use me. I will not hold back. I will not hold back. No more laziness. No more procrastination. I am moving in my purpose. Hey, 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 hey. I am moving in the plan you have for me. Open your mouth and create an altar right at that seat. And worship your way into the realities of the kingdom of God for you.
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so our. 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 I prophesy to you that this is the moment. You don't got to look for another moment. This is the moment. This is the moment. This is the moment. Father, we receive the realities of what you've made available. Come on, just take a second. Father, we thank you. Thank you. This will not just be another worship experience. This will not just be another message. But Father, we're changing directions. We're changing directions. We're changing directions. Don't be in a rush. Come on, just worship him for a minute. We're changing directions. We're changing directions. Come on. We're changing directions. Changing directions. I'm obeying. I'm no longer delaying. I'm obeying. I'm no longer delaying. I'm obeying. I'm no longer delaying. I am obeying the plan and the will of Almighty God. Ooh, just let that sit in. Come on. My God. We thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you for the shifting. <laughs> thank you for the shifting. Thank you for the shifting. 